Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. No wheels with me tonight. Wheels stopped paying attention to baseball when the Mets became sellers at the trade deadline. And it's this weird vibe in New York City over the last several weeks because New York is like one of the real baseball towns left in America. But because the Yankees and Mets are both out of the playoffs and both stink, their fans have like just completely decided to ignore baseball. And I'm like as excited for baseball as I've been in a long, long time. And Akiva doesn't even want to join me on the podcast to discuss it. So we have someone better than him. Certainly more facially hairy, especially since uh, Akiva shaved recently. We have Beat Rose, uh, occasionally known as Jason Stitt, a big Blue Jays fan, a very knowledgeable baseball fan in general. And he's here to discuss, I mean, obviously we're going to preview the Twins Blue Jays series because that's all anyone really cares about. But we can talk about all the other uh, baseball playoffs as well. So Beat, welcome back to the podcast. And, uh, you know, give me your 500 foot perspective on this Blue Jays Twins series and really the Blue Jays season in general. Yeah, thanks, Alex. Um, it, it's kind of, I feel like the Blue Jays and Twins are always sort of like almost cousins. I feel like a lot of the Twins players of the last few years, you've always had good Canadian players, Corey Kosky, mm-hmm. Justin Morneau, Edward Julian. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just feels like the, the teams are sort of related. So it's it's weird. I feel like we're going to have a lot of Canadians making the trip down from Manitoba who are coming to the games um, and it also feels like a couple of teams that have struggled uh, quite a bit in the playoffs recently. So at least one of our teams is going to finally win a playoff game. Yeah, I mean, both last year and the COVID year, you guys lost best of three series is two nothing, right? So you've been swept out of the playoffs twice recently. Uh, the Twins were swept in, in 2020 and uh, and also 16 other <laughs> losses dating back to 2004. Uh, is, so is the last time you won a playoff game uh, like the, the Jose Bautista bat flip season? The year after that. So 2016, it was losing... Uh, four games out of five to the Guardians, Indians, whoever, whatever they were at the time. Mm-hmm. So it's been eight of the last nine playoff games for the Jays have been losses. And Okay. Yeah, that doesn't sound so bad to me. Um, yeah, so and it's an interesting series also because even this year, I think both teams, although you know the Blue Jays probably underperformed expectations a little bit and the Twins probably overperformed expectations a little bit, I think that these two teams are, are fairly similar this year in a lot of ways also. And I think it's a it's a pretty decent matchup. I mean, as a Twins fan, the the ideal goal certainly was to face Seattle, and that's what we were hoping for. Um, and 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 really, we wanted to avoid Houston. And so it sucks a little bit that Houston, um, you know, won the division on the tiebreaker, so that we would have to face them next series. But you know, Twins winning a series would be exciting enough to to move on to there because I I would have uh, I would have much rather avoided Houston altogether. Well, who is still my pick, spoiler alert, uh, to win the pennant. 
uh, this year. Um, but let's let's dive into the series. Um, obviously, as as a Blue Jays fan, you I assume you'd rather face the Twins than um, than have been. I mean, obviously, you would have preferred to win the division, win ninety five games, and have a bye. But would you rather face the Twins than be in the four five matchup? For sure. Uh, Yeah, people in Toronto have basically been talking about that for three months when it was pretty clear that they weren't going to catch Baltimore and Tampa Tampa, who are both 10 games up. Um, It's basically been really want to make the playoffs, but really want to finish exactly sixth so that you get to play the Twins. And coming down to even the last weekend of the season, it looked unlikely, basically until the last day. But the Twins for sure have to be the weakest team other, I mean, the Jays and the Twins are realistically probably the two weakest teams, um, but for sure, everybody in Toronto was very much hoping to face the Twins. Yeah. So the the one thing I'm going to object to uh, to you saying that about is, as you said, for three months, that's what everybody in Toronto has been saying. And three months ago, certainly that could have and should have been the case. In April, in May, in June, in July, even the AL Central winner. I mean, there was a time when the AL Central leader was behind the last place team in your division, both record and and run differential, et cetera. And so three months ago, that certainly made sense. And I think in general, nationally, people have basically ignored the Twins over the last three months. And just they're sort of in the mindset of where they were in July when the Twins, uh, Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they're the second best pitching staff in the league at the All-Star break, but they were like 27th or something in hitting. They were dead last by a mile against lefties, uh, which is not a thing you guys have, which is good. We'll get into that. And so people just sort of said, yeah, some garbage team is going to win the AL Central with 80 something wins and whoever gets to play them is lucky. He'd rather be the six and five to four. I don't think that's true. I think I think the twins are, are put together as well. And I mean, listen, the twins in 2019 set the all time home, home run record and won 100 games. And the next year they're at a 101 pace also like there's been much better regular season twins than this team. But I think this team is the best team in terms of built for the postseason in my lifetime, or at least dating back to 1991. I think that they really have almost everything you want from a, a playoff team, right? Like going into the season, and I think we debated the Pablo Lopez trade a little bit before it happened. The Twins were a team with like six or seven, two, three, four starting quality pitchers, but they didn't have anything close to an ace. They just had a lot of depth. And I was like, okay, well, this team is really built for the regular season. But as the season evolved, it sort of became actually they turned into a team that's ideal for the playoffs because they have two aces now. I mean, uh, you know, you may not want to believe in Pablo Lopez or Sonny Gray, but at least based on the season, they were two of the top 10 pitchers in the American League. They're both going to get Cy Young votes. Uh, Cole is going to win it running away, but, you know, they both uh, could be in the top five after him. The back of their bullpen is really strong. And offensively, I mean, they led the league, they led the American League nowhere close to the Braves in home runs. And since the All-Star break there, I think they have the second best. They have the second best record in the league. They have the second best OPS in the league. Uh, WOBA, I think also. So they've become a really good hitting team, specifically hitting a lot of home runs. They have a great couple of top pitch starting pitchers at the top of the rotation, which is, you know, all you need, certainly in a three game series. And they have a really good back of the bullpen. And so I think that I understand why that was the thought process in July. But I think the twins and I, I'm seeing a lot of, you know, sort of, a, you know, quote unquote, baseball experts, maybe for those reasons. And also because it's fun to pick the twins since they never won a playoff game, picking them to go far in the playoffs. But like, Honestly, I'd 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 rather face any team in the AL West. I mean, not Houston, obviously, because I'm terrified of them. But I'd much rather face Texas or Seattle than Minnesota. And obviously, that's that's not the option you have. You would be facing the Rays, who are you know at least by run differential are probably the best team here. But but I think that the Twins are much better than you know, than the three month ago Blue Jays fans were assuming. If if they haven't been keeping up to date on what's been happening in the second half. Yeah, and the I mean, I'll talk a bit about the Blue Jays season. It's been one of the weirder seasons. Everything the Blue Jays have done this season feels like it's meant to frustrate their fans. They last season were a huge offensive team who decided we're going all in on pitching and defense. And now they have this weird team where they have all these guys who are supposed to be great hitters and can't score any runs. Um, it's it's just a weird situation. 
I still think I'd rather face the Twins than the Astros, rather face the Twins than the Rays, which was the only real choice. The yeah, Rangers, that's I think, true, given your choices. Yeah, I think the Rangers, sure. I, I think the Rangers, I'd probably rather face the Rangers than the Twins, but it was never, like, that was never something that was relevant. In terms yeah. of starting pitchers, I mean, Gray and Lopez are a good top two. Toronto's got this really solid top four, and I know that the four doesn't even help in this round, but like Kevin Gosman led the league in fan graphs war this year, just right ahead of Sonny Gray, who was second, who were both actually ahead of Garrett Cole. And then the other pitchers, Barrios, Bassett, Kikuchi, are all basically tied for being very solid options. And it, it's going to be very interesting to see how the Jays manage their having basically four starters, plus Hyunjin Ryu, who's not even probably going to make the roster in the first round. Yeah, and, and it is one of the reasons that I think the teams are fairly similar. I think they do have a, a similar strength at the top of the rotations also. Uh, you know, Gossman's such an interesting guy because he's really like a, like a two-pitch pitcher, which is, you know, not very common these days uh, for a starter, certainly, who has to go up very deep. And the Twins have had a little bit of success against him in the past. But, you know, he's certainly a guy that you you feel confident getting on the mound in game one. Um, and then I think the Twins probably have a pretty solid advantage in game two. And then game three, who knows what happens, especially because, you know, none of these guys are likely to go more than, you know, three innings, even if they let anyone on, you know, on second or third base. Um, so I guess the interesting thing about the Blue Jays is they're, they're not at all the team that sort of you have in your head. Like, you know, you have all like the the Nepo babies uh, hitters all over the field uh, in the lineup. And, and most of those guys have struggled this year. And as you said, it's been a pitching and defense team. I mean, they have they have elite defense. Um, one of the best defensive teams in the league, I would guess. Um, and their pitching has been much stronger than their hitting. And, um, so it's, and, and then the twins again, you know, they've sort of reversed in midseason because they were the, an awful hitting team in midseason. Then all of a sudden they turned it on offensively. Once they, once they brought in all these, it was sort of like the, you know, last year, the twins were, were like a store historically injured. And this year they were much less injured. And in fact, their pitchers almost were barely injured at all. Um, offensively where they had injuries, it almost was beneficial to them because it forced them to make the correct decisions that they weren't already making, which is turning to Matt Walner, turning to to um, to Edward Julian, like these young guys and giving them the opportunities instead of these veterans who probably didn't really deserve them. Um, and that's what really turned this team around offensively. And, you know, it's hard it's hard to assume that they're, they're going to be able to combine the first half pitching and the second half hitting. But if they do that, I mean, again, at least on paper and every baseball game is like a, a 55 45 proposition. But. I really think this team has the potential to any team can win a series, but I think this team has the potential to, to go far in the playoffs. And again, two things go wrong and they, and they lose two games and, you know, we're back to where we always are. But I do have a lot of hope. And I think Toronto, though, at least if you can trust the resumes for some of these guys who may not have had hot seasons, but, you know, Vladimir Guerrero is still, you know, there's a reason that he's, you know, top of the board to, you know, to lead the league in home runs every year in March. Um, so at least if you can trust the resumes for some of these guys, they should be able to turn on the twins hit pitchers maybe also. And they're a team that could go far. Like I don't, I know the, the, the Orioles are the class of the American league, but there's something about the Orioles I don't really buy. Yeah. And they're, they're so young and they, they weren't anything last year. The Orioles, the Jays with Vlad, they, all of his like exit velocity, all of those statistics this year seem to have been decent, but he just looks like he just isn't has looked like he isn't quite connecting the last couple of weeks. He's finally started hitting the last couple of weeks. Bo Bichette finally stopped hitting and Kevin Biggio, who has been the backup second baseman for years, but everybody associates with the other two because his name is Biggio. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. actually been one of the Jays best hitters since basically May. He's been one of the most solid him and Brandon belt 
who you'd think might be retired, have been the Jays' best hitters. Kevin Kiermeyer is hitting better than George Springer for most of the season. Like the, the team just basically none of what's supposed to be happening has been happening on offense. And then on defense, you're saying they're, they've had, I think, the best DRS numbers, the most of the best defensive statistic numbers, or at least top two or three teams in baseball which has also helped bump up a lot of those pitching numbers, which I think artificially explains why when you look at the Jays team ERA, anytime that you're going to see in the playoffs, anytime they bring in a pitcher, it's going to be some guy you may never have heard of, and he's going to have an exceptional ERA. Yeah. So, I mean, because I do want to discuss the, the other matchups also. What What is your prediction for this Blue Jays-Twins matchup? And again, it's a best of three baseball series. It's almost silly making predictions, but ma- ma- make a prediction. Well, I, I really want it to go three games so that each team at least gets to win one. Yeah. <laughs> one one other thing I'll note for that uh, can give confidence to Twins fans is the Jays have not come back from a three-run deficit since before the All-Star break. Oh, that's oh, not great. That's not good. They yeah. basically in the they played they had a four-game series against Texas that was a big series. They just got blown out in every game. It, there's part of the team that does feel like they just give up when they're behind. So, I'm very concerned that that'll happen, but I I got to go with the Jays in 3. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Um I I feel like it's either going to be Jays in two or like that. That's the way the Jays are going to win. They're going to win because the twins just don't win playoff games. And that's just not a thing that happens. I think if, if you let the twins get one, I think they'll get both. Uh, um, but you know, that, that, that's probably more uh, heart than brain talking. It was, I mean, Pablo Lopez actually gave a great quote about the 18 game losing streak where he's, you know, he pointed out that, that, that none of the players here have lost more than, a, a, you know, a, a three or four of those at the very most, I think. I mean, maybe you go back to like, uh, Jorge Polanco's maybe N- none of them have lost, you know, even 10 of them for sure. Um, but he acknowledged that, that it's a thing for the fans and it's a thing for the community and it's a thing for like the, the franchise and that they're. And so I just thought he gave a really good answer about like, you know, it, it doesn't affect us, but it motivates us. So um, ho- hopefully that happens. Um, and then what's your prediction for the, for the other AL wildcard matchup? I think the raisin too. I, I just think if Akiva were here, he'd tell you what happens when you base your mm. pitching rotation on Scherzer and DeGrom. And uh, that's the current Rangers state of their pitching rotation. So I think the raisin too. Just just such a wild Rangers season, like winning eight straight, losing six straight, like, you know, running away with the division easily at so many points in the season, kind of missed the playoffs altogether. Um, and then they somehow blew it while I was away for the holidays over the last 48 hours of the regular season. But by the way, you're the Blue Jays clinched on Saturday, not Sunday, right? No, that yeah. So they clinched. They lost their game on Saturday, and then backed in when Seattle. Yes, lost Saturday yes. Night. But but it, but it meant that they didn't have to burn a starting pitcher. Exactly. Uh, Gosman would have pitched on Sunday, right? Yeah, Gosman's turn in the rotation was Sunday. Yeah, so exactly. Starting Sunday, um, he may or may not have been uh, enjoying some relaxation on Saturday night. Gosman is apparently very happy about Minnesota's uh, pot laws and. He's he's a very relaxed guy. He, he just mm. likes to take it easy. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the Twins game on Sunday, but the Twins in a tie game in extra innings sent in a position player to pitch because they were quite openly saying, we don't care who wins this game and we're absolutely not pitching anyone who we planned to not pitch today. Like a whole bunch of the relievers have pitched a simulated game the day before. Like So I've, I've never seen a team send out a position player uh, in the 11th inning of a tie game. I thought that was very funny. Um, I the Jays on Sunday had Brandon Belt going into second for a double, was blatantly safe. The umpire called them out. The manager looked for one review, decided not to challenge purely because everybody sort of assumes they were more hoping to play the Twins. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. So I'm picking the Twins, obviously. You're picking the Blue Jays. It doesn't matter from a seeding perspective since baseball, of course, unlike the NFL, does not recede. Either way, that team has to go to Houston. And I'm terrified of Houston. Again, I said that I think they're winning the pennant. So I'm going to have the Twins falling to Houston. And what do you think the Blue Jays do if they go to Houston? Yeah, I think Houston's going to be a really tough matchup. They just have so many good players, offense, pitching. Like It's just tough to get through. I, I have Houston. Okay, and then what about the Tampa-Baltimore series? I feel like Tampa can take Baltimore. I'm with you. I don't fully buy into Baltimore. I I mean, Tampa's, if you look at Tampa's record since the start of May, they've been a barely above average team, but they just feel like they have so many solid players that just show up from nowhere and can hit, and they call up double-A shortstops, and they're contributing in the playoff run. I, I, I have Tampa over Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, this is a team who's like shortstop of the future who had to be like, you know, erased from the situation in midseason. And I think he uh, I think he still led the team in war, right? I mean, the, the uh, B-War, yeah, he's had five and a half here. Lost by far their best player, and it, it almost like doesn't even matter to them. I mean, we totally skipped over this with the Twins. The, one of the biggest questions with the Twins, of course, is speaking of best play, like who's actually going to play for this team? I, I think, and we'll know for sure on Tuesday morning because uh, the Twins still don't know, Royce Lewis, the, the plan is that he's going to DH only. So he he has not run full speed once yet. And um, so they, they don't feel safe playing him in the infield, but they're hoping if he can just DH and hopefully, uh, you know, just hit bombs basically. And then he doesn't have to, actually have to exert too much energy running. I think he's expected to play. Correa is definitely playing. Correa's had plantar fasciitis for the whole season, basically, which is, you know, he the fact that he's played all season except for the last two weeks, I think is is pretty incredible given the, the injury. Um, and then Byron Buxton, unfortunately, is just not going to play. And I think part of it also has to do with, he, he's, he's definitely not ready, but also... Um, I think the circumstances play into it. Royce Lewis probably DHing takes away where Buxton would play. And also, like the, the Twins, as I mentioned before, they're extremely good against righties and very bad against lefties. But the Blue Jays don't really have any lefties um, to, to be worried about so much. I mean, well, yeah, Kikuchi is a potential. I, I don't think he's going to be the game three starter. I would go with him as the game three starter because the Twins are weak against lefties. Yeah. Um, I think the plan is more to try to use him as a reliever. Mm-hmm. They also have Tim Meza, who is another one of these guys. He has an ERA of about one on the season. Yenis um, uh, Cabrera, who they picked up from the Cardinals at the trade deadline since he's come over, has been a very solid lefty. So they're going to realistically have three lefties in the bullpen, which isn't nothing, but it's not, I think, what you'd hope for in terms of a lefty starter. But I mean, but they're not like the primary lefties that that you're necessarily afraid of in a bullpen, right? I mean, you look at Tim Mesa's numbers this year. They, I think, they stack up pretty well against most reliever lefties. But yeah, he he doesn't have a scary name. Yeah, yeah, and 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 Ryu, you said is not even going to be on the roster, so he's not no. in the bullpen. No, I'd be I'd be really surprised if Ryu's on the roster. Okay, yeah, and and so and then and then the other part, of course, about Buxton anyway, is that. Uh, even though he is a righty and historically has mashed lefties this year, he hasn't. So it's not even like he would necessarily add value there. And then also, of course, the Twins. And, and you can tell me if the Blue Jays are the same. Like, honestly, you should be going 15-11 in a three-game series. I, I think they said no wild card in the three-game uh, system. No wild card team has used more than 10 pitchers yet in the three games. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they, even you could argue 16-10, which obviously would never happen. But like the fact that the Twins are going to go 14-12 annoys me a lot. But I just accept it. It's better than 13-13. Yeah, I think the Jays are going to go with 12 pitchers. It, the managers are so risk-adverse, and they're just so afraid of being left without 
a reliever in the bullpen that they don't care. Like the Jays, I would probably have Spencer Horowitz, Team Israel's first baseman from the World Baseball Classic, who was mm. on the team for a couple of months, had a very solid season in AAA. I would like to have him as a bat off the bench, but instead they're going to go with a ninth reliever in the bullpen because that's good. Yeah. Again, you you only need three starters, and and so it it really doesn't make any sense to okay. have a, a ridiculously you know a bullpen like this for. And in the worst worst case scenario where you're getting shelled in a game and you're losing you know fourteen to one, well then you don't have to burn guys in that game. You know, like you give up that game and focus on the next one. All right, so I think we both have Tampa against Houston in the ALCS, and then I already said I, I have Houston winning that. What do you have? Yeah, yeah. All right, so 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 no disagreement there. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice. Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, let's get to the NL. The NL is, I think, a lot more interesting because the Braves... Are, are you know so much better than everybody else, and and the and the Dodgers also, of course. That as a result, everyone else is sort of similarly not that good. And I mean, I got you know Philly and 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 Milwaukee are, are a mini step up above all the wild card contenders, including uh, the the Diamondbacks and the Marlins who we have here. But like none of like outside the Braves and the Dodgers, there's there's no team in in the in the NL that I you know going into World Series I'd be afraid of. For example, I think I mean I'm, I'm looking at their at their uh, scoring differentials. Yeah, the Phillies are at 81. The Brewers are at 81. Uh, the Diamondbacks are in the negatives. Um, the the Cubs and the Padres, of course, both out of the playoffs, have higher differentials than, than anybody in the National League other than the uh, the Braves and Dodgers. Yeah, the, and, the Cubs and, obviously aren't too scary, but if the Padres yeah. snuck into the playoffs, you have to feel like they'd be live to easily make a run. Well, they won, what is it, eight straight games, right, at the end of the season to get themselves back above 500, so... Sure, but the the Padres are like the Padres are like a ten times more extreme version of what the Twins were in the first half, which is the Twins would score nine runs in a game and then they'd score zero or one run in like the next three games in a row. And I mean, for the Padres to, I'm almost disappointed. I mean, I'm obviously most disappointed that the Yankees finished above 500 because you know I hate the Yankees, but I was also really disappointed the Padres finished above 500 because just to have a a run differential in the triple digits positive uh, and 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 net and, and then to be a negative team. Uh, with the record would have been so much fun and so funny, and uh, we we almost got there. So, um, but uh, unfortunately, the Padres were were too good down the stretch. Once it it didn't really matter, uh, stringing their fans along. Um, all right. So what's what's your prediction for the National League? Start with the uh, with the wild card series uh, this week. Yeah. So I'll I'll go with the uh, Diamondbacks upset over the Brewers. I, I don't know. Woodruff's injured. Diamondbacks are they have a couple of former Jays over there, so at least I'm cheering yeah. for them and kind of it's all the the wild card round's pretty random anyways. Yeah. So, uh go with the Diamondbacks and then the, the Phillies over them. I just can't buy the Marlins as a team. 
I, I feel like the Phillies are just a much stronger team. Yeah. Um, Milwaukee, I, I, I've always had a soft spot for them, which, you know, they're, they're sort of like our, our quote unquote rival, like during the era when you play one, uh, team in uh in interleague every year is always the twins and the brewers because you know they're right next door to each other minnesota wisconsin a former division rivals obviously when the brewers were in the ale for many years but there's something about them i like you know not having woodruff obviously that stinks um but you know corbin burns is solid freddie peralta like you know their pitching is solid and i think that um uh to spoiler alert my my pick in uh pool of in uh in our pool of pools for october I did take Christian Yelich as a uh, as my brewer, so I'm I have faith in Christian Yelich, who had sort of an up and down season. Uh, you know, he he wasn't. I mean, he certainly was nowhere near his MVP self, but he was he, he was pretty good this year. Um, although I don't even think he had 20 home runs, but um, I'm betting on him to have a, a nice little postseason run here. So I'm I'm going to take the Brewers, and the other one I I would love to take the Marlins, but I have to confess, and I'm one of those baseball fans. Like I, I'm super super into the Twins. I watch every single game. I study every box score. I know their minor leagues. I listen to a zillion podcasts. I barely know what's going on in the National League, and so I, I I'm I don't think I could name. I mean I can name Luis Arise, obviously, who who I I assume had a second half swoon because they do every year. Who who else is on this team? I think they have like Gene Segura maybe. Um, Jazz Chisholm, who I think had a pretty okay. good year. Okay, uh, I don't I don't know who else is in their lineup. And then I know that they had Sandy Alcantara, but he was nowhere near what he was, you know, when he was winning uh, the Cy Young last year. And and I don't know who else this team has, honestly. So it, it's it's hard for me to uh to 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 pick the Marlins <laughs> with any kind of confidence because the Phillies, at least, you know, I just saw them go to the World Series last year, so I know most of those guys. And can name three players on their team. Yeah, <laughs> unless we have Angel calling balls and strikes for uh for Bryce Harper, which I, I love the fact that it happened. Um, uh, and for those who didn't see it, Bryce Harper. Or did not even remotely check his swing. He just like his bat was on his shoulder on a full count. And Angel Hernandez from third base called them out uh, a strike three instead of uh, the walk. And I just love the fact that it happened from third base because, you know, uh, Harper's like, okay, well, Angel's at third. He's not behind the plate, so I'm safe here. And then he gets him anyway. You're never so, safe, Angel Hernandez. Yeah, that guy's following the script really closely, whatever. Um, yeah, so so I'll, I'll pick Philly, which I think is I'm just going chalk, 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 which I guess is, uh, is a little bit boring. So, uh, okay, so you have the six seed playing the two seed, right? So you would have... You would have the Diamondbacks one of the Dodgers. Yeah. So I, I have the Dodgers there. Yeah. You know, this Dodgers team is like, their lineup is not that scary. You look at their lineup and it's like, <laughs> I was I was legitimately confused when I was, uh, again, doing our, our pool for October and I was looking at the Dodgers and I was like, wait a second. That's, that can't be the same Jason Hayward, right? Like he's got to be like 38 years old. Like, why well, is he in their lineup almost every day? Um, but but it is the same Jason Hayward. And Jason Hayward at his peak was like, you know, a great player because of his defense and stuff, but he was never a, a never great hitter. And he's way past that peak now. So I'm not really that scared of the Dodgers. And I think that the the that that the Diamondbacks, at least in theory, I mean, look, there's a t- there was a reason in the middle of the season this team was super hot with, with Carroll and, and Marte and like and Walker. I mean, they they have a lot of good hitters and um there's a there's a scenario where they could upset a team. I mean, and they have Zach Allen, who's a great pitcher. I, I don't ask me any other pitchers on their team because I don't really know any others. But um, I know they have Zach Allen. I think Ob went to see him pitch against the Mets a couple of weeks ago when we were supposed to be recording. Uh, pretty good friends. So I, I uh, you know, I have the Diamondbacks losing in the first round. But if if I had them winning, I, I would love to see them go on a little run here. But uh, yeah, I have them losing, so it's moot. So you have the Dodgers, and then and then you have the Braves over the um over the Phillies. Then yeah, yeah. I mean, look, the, the Phillies doing it last year is proof that anybody can. Um, as a Twins fan, it annoys me that the Braves are like this historically great team and everybody's like, they don't have any holes in their lineup. And then they have Eddie Rosario playing every single day. And I'm like, 
it's just like if you're a team with no holes, it's weird that Eddie Rosario is an everyday player. It's also weird. Um, this is a, a testament both to how good the Braves are, but also how lucky they've been, like how injury free they've been. Every guy on their team has played like the entire season. Like every other team has like platoons or like six guys with 40 starts each because of injuries. And like the Braves, it's like, nope, they have like eight guys, all of whom, uh, you know, are in the lineup, like the same spots pretty much every day. Um, and and all of them, uh, you know, can hit uh, 30 home runs and, you know, and steal 20 bases. And um, so, yeah, they're absolutely terrifying. Um, I, I need to pick some upset somewhere. Um, you have Braves, Dodgers, the NLCS. Yeah. I haven't really had any disagreements. I can tell so you, I yeah. am the Dodgers to beat the Braves in the NLCS. Yeah, here's here's what I'll tell you. I'll have the uh, Milwaukee Brewers beating the Dodgers in the previous round, and then I will have the Milwaukee Brewers beating the Atlanta Braves in the in the NLCS. And I will have a oh, I wanted to say Twins Brewers, but I already eliminated the Twins. I forgot that. So, but whatever, we'll have an opportunity. What about the Astros? Who cares? Yeah, uh, we have Brewers Astros. That's my World Series, I guess. And whatever, I'll give it to a different um, upper Midwest team. I'll say the Brewers because that way I don't sound like a homer. When, but really in my in my head and my heart, it's like no. But I'm really really mean Twins. But I'm just saying Brewers. <laughs> a, a Brewers Astros World Series with the Astros coming from the AL and the Brewers coming from mm, the NL. completely yes our childhood would not understand this at all this is a very very confusing reality yeah like it should be either an ALCS or NLCS yeah but it's it's like we already have Seattle uh the the Seahawks in the uh in the NFC which yeah. And they've gone to Super Bowls from the NFC, which you know was more than they ever accomplished in the AFC. The Brewers, of course, with Robin Young and company, they did go to the World Series in 1982, um, out of the American League. But uh, you know that was right. I was born in '83. The Brewers, I've said before, like they're like the midest franchise in our lifetimes, which are you know, I'm a little older than you, but not that much. They, they're, they're you know they often are good, but they never do anything of consequence. You know they never win the pennant, they never go to the World Series. So for them to randomly do it this year when they were like selling off Hater and other guys at this at the also break, uh, excuse me at the trade deadline last year. And um, they're sort of like the Twins, right? They won this division kind of by default because it stinks. Um, the, the Cubs might have been better than them, but, you know, the Cubs just, uh, you know, unfortunately folded down the stretch. The Reds and Pirates. I mean, this is such a – everybody in this division had a moment, except for the Cardinals, who had a terrible record in April. And you're like, oh, but they're not that bad. They're just getting bad luck, and, you know, they're, they're going to uh, uh, progress to the mean. And no, they just ended up – everyone else in this division had, had at least, like, a two-week period when we talked about them. Pirates, Reds, Cubs, Brewers, and – the Cardinals were the only one who did, which I like because I hate the Cardinals uh, almost as much as I hate the Yankees. So uh, I mean, not it's the NL. I feel like we we can't hate the Cardinals as much as we hate the Yankees. Yeah, well, certainly not as much. And, and frankly, I don't think I hate the Cardinals as much as I hate the the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Astros. So yeah, they're distant, probably fourth at that point. But um, yeah. all right. So you have the Dodgers against the Astros in the World Series, a rematch that we've seen already a couple times. Yeah, I mean, kind of boring. I've got the yeah, I've got the Astros Dodgers. Just to the to the Brewers point, I would love for the Brewers to make the World Series. That that 2008-2009, the Sabathia, Granky, that Brewers team. I I actually I worked for them for a couple of weeks, oh. uh, a couple of those years. I I feel a great connection to them. I saw Niger Morgan is going to throw at the first pitch in game 2 this year. That oh wow. He, he was he was so such a huge spark plug for that team um and the prince fielder and ryan broad so i i love that uh that good mid brewers team so I, i'd be i'd be thrilled if they made it okay yeah um but yeah really all as a twin fan, all i really need is i can give me at least one victory right just end that streak so we don't have to talk about it anymore um all right for each of my for each team i root for i have different uh low expectations i'm not even asking for championships i'm just asking for a a small modicum of playoff success. So, so that that's what I hope I get. Um, and uh, you know, 
know, uh, if if you got if you get a, a moment of a uh, bat flipping excitement in, in in game two, only for us to come back and win game three, that that's a fine as well. Yeah, I, I the Leafs won a playoff round this year. That was very exciting. That was that was basically all we were hoping for them. Um, so I, mm-hmm. I guess the Jays winning a round would be nice. I, I feel like if they made the ALCS, everybody would feel like it was a successful season. Um, and second round, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people would still be disappointed. You don't remember 92, 93, right? It was just barely, barely, barely. I was like four years old, five years old. Um, so I, I barely missed out on it. And then I started, then they went on a 20 year streak of not making the playoffs. Yeah, they, they were always my second favorite team. Um, and those teams in particular, they had, I mean, they had all the Minnesotans. They had Paul Molitor and Jack Morris and Dave Winfield. Um, you even had Terry Steinbach, didn't you? Another Minnesotan, actually. Pat Borders was the catcher. And yeah, and Greg Barr. And then, of course, you had uh, Kelly uh, Gruber, who was like, w- if not my favorite non-twin, certainly one of my favorite baseball players in like the early, early 90s. Yeah. Um, oh, he was gone. He was gone by the World Series teams, right? He was on the 92 team. You do not oh. see Kelly Gruber's current uh, actions or anything that Kelly Gruber has done in the last 10 years. Oh, was he at January 6th? Um, I'd, be, I'd be surprised if he wasn't. Oh, okay. Oh, that's so bad. That's too bad. In my head, he he's <laughs> in my head. Kelly Gruber's always been a little bit like Tyson Apostle. I don't know, like the the long blonde hair and sort of like the. I don't know. I projected this entire uh, like personality onto Kelly Gruber, which you're not telling me is completely inaccurate. So I'm a little horrified. All, all these fun uh, Torontonian athletes. I mean, uh, D- Doug Flutie. I also loved it. You know, back in the day when he was on the Argonauts, and now he's like a, a mega supporter. <laughs> so yeah. Robbie yeah. Alomar. I mean, I was never a big, I mean, on the field, obviously, but I was, I never liked Robbie Alomar off the field because of what he did. What was, what was the ump who he, whose uh, kid died and then he spat in his face? Yeah. Hirschbeck. Yeah. 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 John Hirschbeck. Yeah. I, I could never get on team Alomar after that. Um, Yeah. Sorry. Not a Robbie Alomar fan. Although he was a fun player. Um, RBI baseball. When I was a kid, like there was like the speedy guys who would have like the really small sort of hunched up batting stance. And then the most fun were the ones who had that batting stance, but were also like incredible hitters. Like like um, Ricky Henderson had that 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 batting position that could hit lead off home runs every game. Alomar wasn't getting home runs, but he was definitely getting doubles under the gap. And so he was uh, he was one of my favorite uh, players to play with um, in uh, RBI baseball back in the early nineties. Um, yeah, all right. So so you really don't remember? I mean, you have vague memories, but you haven't really experienced as like a as a daily fan any kind of title. And for me, it goes back to when I was eight years old in 91. So I'm, I'm barely holding on also. So yeah, maybe one of us will get lucky. Look, the Astros were afraid of them because of what they've done in the past. But like this Astros team isn't that great. Right. Or am I just trying to dilute myself? Yeah. I mean, they won't, they, they didn't win that many games, but they just, they have basically the same team back and they've got these, a couple of holes on the team, like Jose Abreu, who forgot how to hit this year. And- yeah got some weak spots in the outfield but they you, they you can take them out of the white Sox. you can't take the white Sox out of these guys <laughs> but then you look and they've still got alvarez tucker altuve bregman yeah it's just like it's scary it's, it's funny because bregman's like really obnoxious but he's jewish so i, I want to like him we have to support him <laughs> yeah uh, i don't know if you saw him in the, he's like um in the locker room celebration when they when they uh when they won the uh division he's like um, they've been waiting for a day when the when the Astros won't win the AL West. They'll have to wait another day, or, or I don't know. It, it was obnoxious, but also I'm sure if you were a, 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 an Astros fan, you were super pumped. I'm going to um, say that Alex Bregman should not be using that quote as a Jewish fan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Justin Verlander also. Like, Justin Verlander is literally older than I am, right? Yeah. It, this can't continue forever. 
but but then they've also got Valdez. They've got Javier. They've got yeah, yeah. Brown. Like they they just and none of those guys are even pitching that. Like I feel like they're all underperforming this year, but they've done it in the playoffs before. Yeah, then that's the real. I mean, I'm looking on this team. Who has a um? I'm on ESPN.com. So I don't have any stats except for for ERA and WHIP. So I, I got to go somewhere else to get up some better stats. But yeah, I mean, these guys. Uh, Valdez is um. Valdez has a 3.45 ERA, which is pretty good, but Javier is at 4.56, and yeah, maybe, maybe I need to see if his FIP is a lot better than that. Um, it's not. Yeah, although yeah, he he had less than a, a K per inning, so um, no, his FIP is, is 4.58. Oh wow. Oh okay. All right. So yeah. So I, I don't have him yet. Yeah. When I, the the first year, the year I think that he won the Cy Young and the MVP, Verlander. So like 2006 or whatever that was for the Tigers, he, uh, you know, he's like a 24 year old pitcher. He's the best pitcher in the league, whatever it is. Let me get my stats correct. Oh no, sorry. It was 2007. It was his second season. It was, it was not the year that he went absolutely nuclear. That was uh many years later, uh, 2007 though. Uh, he goes 18 and six with a 366 ERA back when these numbers were, were important, uh, for some reason, but, um, you know, he, he was, he was fifth in the Cy Young, uh, award. He was an all-star. He was 24 years old. They're going to, uh, the, the, the Tigers, the year before his rookie year was the year that he, uh, that they went to the world series. And then the next year he was terrible in 2008. I'm looking at the numbers now. He went 11 and 17, which is 17, the most losses in the league, a 484 ERA, which is, uh, you know, obviously well below league average. And um, even though his FIP was not much worse than the year before, nobody knew what FIP was in 2008. And I remember like being very confident, telling like like people, I'm like, oh yeah, this Verlander, he's a flash in the pan. He's not any good. Like, okay, fine, he was good in 06 and 07, but oh wait, like the league fat figured him out, and he's not gonna be good anymore. <laughs> and then yeah, for the last 15 years, he's been like, you know, like the best pitcher on earth, and uh, other than uh, yeah, maybe Kershaw, and um, is obviously walking to the Hall of Fame whenever he wants, and is uh, gonna probably crush your team or my team. Uh, this weekend it's crazy how fast the baseball like the baseball season is so long and then it's over so quickly well especially when you're our teams and have a history of losing the two games and then just yes die. yes That's yes and, and in 2020 which when when baseball had you know the messed up system because of covid the astros were under 500 that year and the twins were uh the two c the astros for the seventh seed and so the twins played in the first round and i remember like the fearless prediction by every baseball expert like Every like you know they do like like ten fearless predictions for the first round, and everyone had the same one for the Twins. The, the Twins will win a playoff game. <laughs> I'm gonna say they're gonna beat the Astros, but I mean, look, this is a team that set the record for home runs last year. That 100 win pace again this year. Astros are under 500. They stink, and then the Twins lost both games, and the Astros, you know, the 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 20, the 29 and 31 or whatever mirage of those 60 games was a mirage. And yes, the Astros are still the Astros. They're still cheating. They're still winning World Series. I don't know why we keep talking about them, but yeah, they are my pick to win the World Series. Because uh, we can't have nice things, even though we do have a nice thing, because the Yankees aren't even in the playoffs this year. So let's cheers to that, and uh, I wish your team very bad luck for the next three days. But thereafter, if uh, if necessary, I will be uh, wishing them nothing but good luck. Yeah, I feel like we can. The Twins and Jays have this connection. They can. We can wish each other's teams well. It's not like you're losing to the Yankees and have to hate them. You're losing to the Astros and have to hate them. I don't know if I made my official prediction. I am picking the Dodgers over the Astros in the world. And I have the Astros over the, the Brewers for some silly reason. All right. Uh, thank you so much, Beep. And uh, I will not be talking about fantasy football, but maybe we'll talk about other things. Bye-bye. What they do. They smile in your face. All the time they want to take your place. The backstabbers. Backstabbers. They smile in your face. All the time they want to take your place. The backstabbers. Backstabbers. Oh, you fellas who have someone and you really care. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's all in your family. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.